we see young women dying every day in the hands of their lovers. Uh, some of them, they carry around physical and emotional scars. Yet uh, we continue to see an escalating rate of women who stay in abusive relationships instead of running away from abusive partners. So um, what would you say has gone wrong in our society? Well, I think firstly we should stop expecting women to leave. The expectation should rather be on men to change their behavior and to stop being violent. And I think the second thing we need to do is look at what is it that makes it, that makes it difficult for women to leave. And there are many complicated reasons why they stay. The first is that they have good reason to fear that their partners will find them and hurt them harder, if not kill them. I mean, through some of the research I've done, the second most common reason why women were killed in South Africa was when they attempted to end the relationship. So I think we should never forget the danger that women face in trying to leave, and we should think about how do we make it safer for them to do so. The second is that many women are often economically dependent on their partners, especially if they have children. So to leave often means you have no other household to go to and no other source of income. So that can also act as a, as a way of trapping women into remaining with their partners. There's also, I think, the problem that many family members put lots and lots of pressure on women to stay in the relationship. They'll say to them, you know, it's a woman's lot to endure in life. In our family, there's never been a divorce, or if they're religious, they might say, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. And so they will in many different ways, suggest to women that they should stay in the relationship and try and make it work out. So I think, and you know, there's also the problem, there's also the challenge that, you know, when women enter into relationships, they love their partners. And initially they will believe that he, all the promises he makes about changing, about being different. So they will also stay, I think, in order to give men another chance, you know, to act on all their promises. But then I think the other thing we also have to take into account is that Abuse destroys your self-esteem and your belief in yourself. And many abusers tell their partners that nobody else would ever love them, that they're such awful human beings that nobody else could ever love them. And so I think a fair number of women also stay because they're frightened of loneliness and of never being and of this um, mm. claim that abusers have made them that no one will ever love them. So um, which uh, psychological aspect would you say is the main driving factor? Uh, that, in, that, that, that causes uh, women to find themselves in abusive relationships. Is it maybe um, the way that someone maybe is raised? For an example, uh, the mother has always uh, been, it comes to getting anything they wanted. They advise, in order for you to get what you want, you need to maybe use what you have or maybe stay with an older partner. So basically my question is about, um, would, you, would, you, would you say that someone's background is actually a psychological uh, aspect that contributes largely to this? I think we can't separate the psychological from the social. So I think there is a great deal of pressure from society on women to get into relationships. And women who are not in relationships or don't have a partner, I think society tends to look at a little bit strangely and to ask, you know, what's wrong with her as a woman that she cannot find a man? So I think there's a, lot, there's a great deal of social pressure on women to remain in relationships. And I think society often gives women the message that they're incomplete without a partner. Mm, mm, so mm. I think there's also, there's also that. I think it can happen, but it's certainly not true of every case, is that women who have grown up observing their mothers being abused and have themselves perhaps been abused as well mm. may be at risk of, as adults, 
um, being abused by their partners, but that is not always the the situation. You know, one sometimes can find that a relationship may be good for a couple of years, and then the the partner goes through a couple of stresses at work, can't cope, and that's when the abuse starts. So, you know, women don't necessarily have an indication in the beginning that this mm. is someone who's going to behave abusively. So, um, in terms of race, um, which group would you estimate has recorded the highest number of abuse uh, in, 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 in amongst the women, um, and does race itself have an influence in the rising of abuse amongst women? What we've seen from looking at research is that domestic violence is an experience that occurs to all women regardless of race. It doesn't happen in any one particular race at all. I think where you might see a little bit of differences is that um, the cultural messages that different groups give to women about whether they should stay in the relationship and who they, who they can ask for help. I mean, I think in many African families, and Indian as well, there's often, I think, pressure on women to try and so, to sort out the problem within the family. So that, so that might sometimes be a difference. I think a bigger difference really relates to women's income status. Um, and why that's a big difference is that, me, that your income will give you the kinds of resources that will enable you to leave a relationship. And I think given that the poorest women in this country are black, it does mean that black women often have fewer resources to be able to leave. And so often they'll use more public resources like hospitals and the police stations. They can't afford to go to private hospitals or private security companies. So I think it's sometimes a little bit more visible. I mean, I think for poor women face particular difficulties in being able to leave, in being able to access counselling and healthcare sometimes. And I think also, unfortunately, we live in a society that doesn't respect poor people. So sometimes, you know, it's that much more difficult for, the, for, the, for them to find the police to take them seriously, whereas the police will jump if somebody who's middle class goes and complains. Um, the president has acknowledged in his 16 days of activism that young women in particular stay in abusive relationships because of financial dependency. So um, what is your take on that? And um, do you think the government has done enough to reach out to the stories of these women um, at, an, at an early stage uh, before they actually end up uh, deadly? Mm. You know, I think it's very, very difficult to develop programs that reduce women's economic dependence on their partners. And that's because we're working in a context in South Africa of very high unemployment. Um, you know, we're looking at at least a third, a third of the population um, being unemployed, with those figures being somewhat higher for young women. And you also find that even when women are employed, they earn less than men. So I think that also contributes to making them economically dependent. Mm. You know, one of the things we've decided as the Sugar Mesa campaign to do this year is to run a 16 days of discontent campaign. And what we're doing these 16 days is to actually measure what has changed since last year. Mm. So each day we're putting out a scorecard looking at a different aspect of a program or government initiative to see what they have done in order to address the problem. And I think at this point in time we have to say that that's very disappointing. Mm. Some departments, like the Department of Justice and the National Treasury, have made efforts this year to try and improve responses to, to violence in a range of different ways. But I think if we look at most government departments, what they were doing last year is what they're still doing this year. So no, that's not going to change the situation. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I hear you. Um, thank you so much, Elisa, for your time.